Hello. Welcome to the Roll Together podcast. Thank you for joining us for these podcast versions of our streamed shows from Twitch. You can always find our schedule of upcoming shows at twitch.tv slash rolltogetherrpg slash schedule. Please do leave a review, and we look forward to adventuring together. together for a divergent dream here at the cast look at the monthly spectacular mm, yes now i have questions and i'm sure you audience also have questions many questions and we'll get to them over the next hour as we try and piece together what the fuck just happened but we'll get there we'll get there first of all i have to tell you that we're talking about dnd i'm chris i'm your host so and um yeah I'll roll a dice to find a, a jumping off point question if we need it, but I think we've got plenty of questions already, haven't we, friends? Haven't we? Yeah. Uh, you can pop questions to chat. We're pre-recording this, so they will be just for you and the mod to go. I don't know if they answer that or not, so take it as you want. But anyway, that, that's where we're at. Uh, before we kick off, the stream will run for an hour or so, and we're delighted to be sponsored by Hero Forge, Ultra Pro, Phoenix Dice, and Alchemy RPG, and supported by Idle Champions, D&D Beyond, Neverwinter, and Elderwood Academy. Heard it here first. Uh, you can put exclamation mark name and there's stuff about them or there's things that pop up isn't the internet wonderful anyway we're all together rpg we're on all the socials exclamation mark socials in the um in the thing in the twitch chat and then you'll get links to all the socials, including a tiktok there's a tiktok now what the fudge i don't know what tiktok is i assume it's because good. you want it so go and subscribe like and share yes is that a thing cool Sorry, I, I don't know anything about TikTok. I'm, I'm, I'm mold. I have children. It's not a thing. <laughs> I wait till they're old enough to tell me about it. That's what's going to be. Yeah, we all good with that. Good. Right. Anyway, um, join us. At, join the D Twenty Club. They are our Patreons. They are on Patreon. They're our patrons on Patreon. There it is. Um, they're great. They're awesome, and you get access to um, a bunch of stuff that we put on the Patreon, which no one else can see. We're not big on the whole, like, hidden behind paywall stuff, so it's like a pound, dollar, whatever, to just jump in and be involved and meet people and chat. That is all grand. Join us. Join us. Join us. Join. Join the collective. Anyway, um, this is Talk Together. We are talking together. Ali, I'm going to start with a question for you, but please, cast, feel free to... I was going to say jump in and answer, but I think you're going to be able to answer. Uh, add your own voices of dissent. I think it's the best way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Ali, this story isn't over. Pretty much is not. Yeah. Did you did you have more you wanted to do? Or is did you have like an end point here that you were like, this is a good place to do like a campaign too? What was the plan? What was the idea? Uh, I think it was trying to make a setting to uh, create this sort of domino effect for further games, mm. but sort of having a closure to uh, the, uh, the characters. And hopefully we'll see what's going on. Otherwise, there is we know that there is some um, threats out mm. there. 
if any other DM wants to pick up or if I'm lucky to to be again in the table with these lovely people. Because you added whole new elements to the cosmology, which is really <laughs> cool. A lot of um, far realm nonsense. Like, yes. Far realm nonsense? I particularly like the Corpse Star edition. That's some age-old lore for those who that's like very, the Forgotten Realm thing. That's very, yeah. yes. So yeah, I'm pretty excited. Well, Can't, sorry, go on. Yeah, we, we, with all the, with the whole uh, uh, elder evils and the infested start, so it's just oh, okay. This is a massively nerdy question, and it's probably a bit too soon for this level of nerdery. But Ali, you started me off. Are you combining um, what's the corpse star's real name? Zienryu and um, Ragnara? Are you pick, mixing all those bits together? Uh, who knows? Oh. Maybe. <laughs> Spoilers! Spoilers! Mm. Ragnar is awful, I love it. <laughs> I think it's quite high level conversation mm. in terms of character level. And I think if this if develops, I want just sort of go level... We were level 5, level 6, maybe mm. 6, 7, 7, 8. So sort of long, long term. But just to know that those creatures are there and they are coming. Yeah, that's cool. Very, very cool. I mean, there were a lot of horror elements in this one. Like, last episode in particular, a mask that grows a tentacle. And it's just, just a lot. There's a lot. There were, this is, I, I like my horror, as we all know, but that, there was there were moments in this where it was proper, like like the description of Mr. Cassell's dream version with the... Um, we might cool. use that picture that you shared to pop up on screen, because that's, that's awful. It was a lot. It was a lot. If you do share it, I I want you to know that when Ali showed us the picture, he was like, I think it's cute. (laughs) So did he. He hard sold it. Yes, I I did too. I I don't, I I think it's just because, you know, my my background in horror games, I felt right at home in this campaign. (laughs) I was like, yeah, this is my bread and butter and my jam. Like, let's go. Um, Make a sandwich. Yeah, exactly. I will uh, maybe uh, add the link on the wiki and then share the link on on this chat. Let's do that. That's a nice way of doing it. Um, Cool. How did everyone else feel about the horror elements? Was it good, too much, not enough? No, it was terrible. I really hated it. I did not want any horror elements to happen to my little tiny autonome sorcerer with tentacles in her face. That gif you put on the Discord now. I don't know where you found it, but it's a fucking nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. We'll probably okay. We'll share that. That'll appear on screen now. Otherwise, no one knows what we're talking about. But yeah, that's that's a whole nightmare of its own. That is. Where did Sarah come from? That's a cool character. Thank you. Uh, oh, um, I don't know. Just my brain. I was not created for this. Was a character I thought of. <laughs> should get that checked out. <laughs> I, should, I probably should. Um, no, I. Um, I think it's one of the times when I was just like reading through different um, character subclasses and I just had this image of like, when I was reading through the aberrant mind stuff, I was like, but what if Mm. very cute gothic Lolita and her face came off and there were tentacles? Uh, But this was like way before this campaign. And when Ali was like, yeah, I think I'm going to do some stuff with dreams. I was like, this could fit. Um, little knowing how how much he would like be like great okay so uh, it's connected uh, oh, the, come it's, on. it's an elder no, evil no, okay. come on now you can't tell me that you made a little robot girl whose face comes off and you're surprised the DM went thank you for this gift <laughs> <laughs> this I will treasure this thank you mm-hmm. 
God, the face coming off. It's a tiny thing. You're just going, and she takes her face off. And you're going, I want to make all the face off jokes, but it's just too horrifying. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> off it goes. I mean, it was a cast of characters, this one and all, wasn't there? Like, I want to have a special moment, a special little shout out for Roger the Rat. I think mm-hmm. that is. And MVP have, for sure. MVP. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We don't need to roll that question. MVP. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. fair. Totally fair. And Josh, the chest, the chest plate of Bag of Holding. Where did that come from? Because it was so surreal on one hand, and on the other, so charming that it never felt like a sort of weird, it felt like a cartoon moment almost, but one that you could all sort of go, oh, that's fine. Part of the world. Cool. Take it in stride. It, it literally came from the moment where we were describing our entourage coming in, and I was like, well, I'm going to be the one that's going to be carrying the stuff. Uh, uh, I was too big. It, at that moment is when it came. Was you when did it live? Out. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Like, His arm is too big. There's a rat in there. <laughs> and, it, and it was so convincing that I genuinely thought you had a bag of holding that you had styled yeah. as a, an armor of holding. That's what I thought. This genuinely <laughs> thought this was a cool design cold. idea. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I might have to do that. <laughs> it might have to be a thing. <laughs> And, and all the little moments, because Roger kept sort of popping out and doing little bits or being involved in tiny little ways in the narrative. The were those sort of specific choices that I wanted, like, because they often seem to come at moments where things were a bit much, as a chance of, like, using a bit of humour to draw things back a bit. Like, it felt like a chance for everyone to just breathe in those moments. Yeah, sort of sort of like a bit of a, re- like a relief moment to sort of bring people back into it, back into sort of, like, the game the game and things and like a little bit of the serious element out of it as well and also when i couldn't think of something funny to do as garnot <laughs> always if you have a rat that does it it's all so much better yeah and straight into the audience and the other players hearts so yeah. you could always find a place to just fit it in yeah all right i'm gonna do each of you individually and you don't know who's coming next evie Oh, hello. You are yes. not a power player. You and I have played together more than enough to know that you don't give a shit about that sort of thing. And yet that is the most power play monk I have ever seen in my entire life. Right. I don't know how, what happened. <laughs> the fucking tattoo. Yeah, the fucking tattoo. I was literally just scrolling through items. I was like, oh, eh, eh, eh. oh hello. That and then it became a plot point. Again, as well, it became a plot point. Daddy just went, yoink, thank you. <laughs> Built that into narrative as well. Yeah. Well, very nice. Um, in the first episode you were adding on an extra 18 damage so you were doing like 60 to 70 but you're still doing like 50 to 60 total yeah most hits it's just... like I, I did some some wrong calculations at first but it was still it's still massive amounts especially for a level five character yeah like I... don't expect me to do this many more times i didn't like not no, being no. able to do things outside of combat no you're but... playing this character again and now we're adding layers where you're nasty at combat but also here's all the other layers on top which there were plenty like we know had backstory mm. we didn't get to the whole changeling bit did we, we didn't talk it didn't come up in no it, it's it tends to be a bit tricky when you've discussed things out of game mm. and you can't remember what you've said on stream and what you haven't so I was just sat here like, have I, have I said that I've killed my entire party? I don't remember. Uh. You, okay. I I got that they were all dead. And I got that you felt responsible. I didn't get that you killed them. Oh. 
Well, I don't think it was sent. Yeah. Ah, damn it. Well, here's, no, no, here's some good backstory reveals. This is why people watch this show to get yeah. all of the behind the scenes goss. So Winnow's a serious wrong'un. Yeah, so it was the rest of previous party mm-hmm. went unconscious after being, you know, jumped by some mercenaries, or I think it was some orcs or something. Mm-hmm. And while they were unconscious, Winnow just thought, oh, they're as good as gone. Time for mercy. And just kind of. Jesus Christ. Made the wrong call. And thus got cursed to not be able to change anymore because one of them was a warlock to an eldritch being. That is so much worse than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. That is awful. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of why I went into the first session like, ah, shell shock, ah. Because you you were a mercy monk, so you could heal people with punches. Did you try and heal them and then just, like, kill them instead? Was it an accident? Or was it like, this is mercy? (laughs) I think that I might have tried to do the healing on the first one. And just kind of got it wrong. You've got to get it wrong on one, and then there's another one. Like, like, okay, I got it this time, this time. Uh, No, wrong place. Okay, that was the throat. Oh, no, it's gone now. (laughs) It just kept snowballing. Mistakes were made. It was a panic decision. Okay, I know this didn't happen on stream, but can we headcanon that you murdered the first by mistake? Went shit. Be more careful with the second one. Healed the second one, and then killed the other three. I had Dominic parties and those were and then the other one was starting to wake up and you went he, he must never know and killed him as well no witnesses <laughs> no, witnesses. no, no witnesses. one can know that no I chose I, I hit the wrong switch on my character sheet on DD Beyond <laughs> I did I did feel the brunt of uh, Winnow's mercy healing punch mm. and it left Garnot with a nice lovely bruise and a dead arm for a little bit but he felt better he, he, he healed I mean, this is this is classic D and D, isn't it? Like, oh, this oh, you heal, you can do healing as well as punching. No, I punch them with love, and now they feel better. Okay. <laughs> I do this because I love you. <laughs> Wake up, yeah. <laughs> More fun to be had with winner later, I'm sure. Anyway, the yes. Navri's an awful person. I know. <laughs> oh, that's oh, okay. is Hold the legitimate worst. That's a little revisionist. Lazar would not appreciate. Uh, yeah, I don't what, want Lazar's fucking right opinion. Uh, no. <laughs> Too bad, because you will get it regardless. Yeah, I'm aware of that. Idea. We'll get yeah. to you. <laughs> uh, no, Navri. Navri is wonderful because she's awful. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's. I, I wanted to play somebody who was very full of herself. Um, just these, these. Um, I, I called them delusions of grandeur at the very beginning, and Nathan was just like, "No, not delusions. Obviously, like factual, like, like, like sh- this is okay. This is accurate." <laughs> because you had hype people, therefore it was very hard to get factual accuracy. Mm-hmm. How famous is Navri? Because I got a certain vibe of like Navri's done a couple of gigs. I always got a certain vibe of like. Navri's like share famous, just no one talks about it that much. <laughs> so, so okay, so originally, originally, um, when I brought Navri to the table, uh, Josh and I had had worked out this backstory that um, Navri had hired Garnot to be her bodyguard mm-hmm. because she believed that she was going to be so famous that she needed to like pre-hire her her bodyguard. 
because you know she was going to have these rabid fans um yeah. and then and then nathan was like oh my god lazar i'm going to be your spiritual guru and i was like this is amazing i love everything about this um and then I think, yeah, she just kind of was like a little more famous than I think I intended, which which was funny uh, for me because I was like, oh, OK, cool. So it's I mean, it, it is accurate. Um, and it just kind of like added to the to the diva Um, because she's definitely like toured around. She's like she is known. She's known enough to get free carts mm. um, uh, in exchange for <laughs> signing giant parsnips with charcoal, which was still, I, I, I believe, a very strange choice. <laughs> to have me sign but whatever um i mean yeah. sign whatever you can get your hands onto i think that's the point yeah yeah Head, headshots yes in the armor yes <laughs> we have yep. several sizes of headshots yeah but they wanted me to sign the parsnip and then they made soup with it and i it's I... fine <laughs> I was always imagining because it was always like little girls that were really excited to see you. So I was imagining you were the um, D and D equivalent of JoJo Siwa. Like adults yeah. have no idea who you were, but little girls all over it. You know what? I, what I, I know who JoJo Siwa is. Then I don't, sorry, I, I, I know who that is. How do I know who that is when I'm? An, I'm definitely an. You have a child. Well, you have a child. Though. My child is eight. He doesn't, and he doesn't give a shit about JoJo Siwa. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> He really likes like old-fashioned rock music. He's very cool. Oh, that is very cool. It's, yeah. it's from his mum. His mum's very cool. Anyway, <clears throat> so yeah, I think Navri's awful. But um, also, I think she's terrible. Oh, it's great. It's, it's, it's love to hate. You know, it is a love to hate, and I do like a love to hate. And yeah. we're gonna see more. Please, don't we're seeing more of the, of the gruesome twosome because Lazar's got to come back as well. That's also a character I fucking love to hate. That's just <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> I, I honestly, I love the trio so much because mm -hmm. like Garnot is so like wholesome and genuine with Roger. And then you've got the two worst people on the planet who are just like so into everything about themselves. And I, I mean, I would I would love to bring the gang back to, together. To be fair, the people I know with that level of like small fame in like acting movie <laughs> stuff tend to have spiritual assholes and really nice genuine bodyguards. That makes sense. Like mm -hmm. I saw that and went relatable. So that's that's a good sign. <laughs> Great. Accurate. Job done. Tick. All right. Nathan, I have to ask, because um Lazar clearly does have like it's not just spiritual guru nonsense. There is some yeah. genuine belief stuff in there. Yeah, uh, I think that especially came originally when when Ali and I were talking about who the character was going to be. Um, I wanted to do a cleric. I thought that was fun um, and was just kind of kicking around a couple ideas. And I don't remember at what point I decided on like the subclass and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I was originally kind of my my pitch was that he was going to be kind of an inquisitor. Like he was going to be very serious, like a very serious character. Um, very like detective y, a little noir y, a little like hyper intense. And then we sat down for the session zero. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know if that, I don't know if that really fits, you know, like, ah, uh, it's going to be serious enough as it is. We have this whole spectrum of, of character going on. And I don't like, I was having a hard time figuring out why this character would be motivated to work with these people, all that kind of stuff. And then as soon as, as V and Josh kind of rolled out <laughs> their posse, it was like, 
Hmm. <laughs> you know what? Maybe actually I should do instead <laughs> is this thing. Okay. Um, I'm going to be sad that we missed out on Lazala Chance. Investigator right, exactly. for hire. <laughs> exactly. It was. It was. It was there. You can see. You can squint a little bit. And you can still kind of see it. Um, but it's in the but, stars, baby, it's in the stars. Yeah. And and so I, I started going down that route. Obviously, right. And it was very funny. But then I also was as I was like I was kind of finalizing Loki and the character and and. This is hooray, you know, auto-generated table character things. Um, one of the personality, you know, kind of like little things for backgrounds and stuff and D&D Beyond um, said that, you know, it was a suggestion of like, you saw something and it changed you forever, basically. And immediately is like, that's it. That's the that's the thing is that he he has he's walking this line between he knows, you know, kind of that eldritch truth you know, he's seen some glimpse behind the veil and knows a little bit of it just kind of from his like spirituality, but also is this goober and all and and <laughs> like and is both, you know, kind of like being very free flowy, but also probably trying to just like live this life of excess to push away the 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 thing that he saw. But as soon as like it is clear to him that like, oh, I'm getting sucked into this again. He cannot, he cannot both out of duty and like education and beliefs and this curiosity in his mind cannot let that stand and like let that simmer, um, which is just a fun, I like playing that kind of character. How, I, I had the impression, I mean, maybe I'm just giving you ideas, but I had the impression that you actually consider the um, what this other um, Eldritch being told you, because because at the beginning, so the first conversation was like, um, so your deity was like keep an eye on on Sira, but then you were like uh, maybe not. So I was like, so maybe Lazar. So Ali asking to himself, <laughs> Lazar falling for the Eldritch temptations. Yeah, yeah, like. I had a lot of fun working out Lazar's kind of like belief and cosmology in the way that he kind of lives, um, other than just stupidly, um, <laughs> which is, is, I think, a pretty complete answer in a lot of ways. But he he had a very specific worldview of like he like not a lot of this matters because they're all these like eldritchy things. And it's about, you know, enjoying the moment and and also like prophecy and stuff is imprecise right and visions are imprecise and they're uh, and and reading stars and all of that is very like there's too many variables in the world in life in in minute twinkles of stars <laughs> above you like could mean anything and so i had a lot of fun kind of being like okay cool so that might mean that he there is no set belief system and it is mm -hmm. just he's been trained to interpret to read situations read people read signs and then just act accordingly um in a kind of chaotic way but also mm -hmm. kind of a like specific way um i tell and, you the yeah, moment so the moment where you went my beliefs are more important than touring with this musician i'm gonna go and do it at the very end that was me going, ah, there's the backbone. 
there's there's the meat. There's what we've yeah. been waiting for this whole way through. So he's not just an asshole. And then Navri goes, no, <laughs> be an asshole. Come with be me. me. And well, you're like, yeah, fine, oh. fuck it. <laughs> oh, I do though. I do like being an asshole. Navri. It is very yeah. good. Is the problem? It's um, so good. We're it so bad so for much. each other. It said it's so really much bad. about the characters and. I mean, the, the final, the, the the second half of the fourth episode is just all like delightful roleplay choices that tweak all of what came before into this. It's just lovely. There's so many, so many great moments. That whole thing that that Sarah's choices, Winnow's choices, Garnot taking that into his own hands and going, "I'm going to make a choice now." Like it just changed the timbre very quickly, which is a very cool thing. That's what I love. One of the things I love about D and D is suddenly the timbre just shifts and everyone gets involved. Right. Well, that's a little breakdown of all your characters. Thank you all very much. I'm going to roll a dice. I roll a dice? Roll yeah. that dice. Roll that dice. These two roll have done dice. this before. Okay, that's three. Okay, but um, just for the three who didn't say roll that dice, A, roll, you're contractually roll. obliged to. I'm sorry. Roll that's just dice. I, dan- I said it with dice. my body. Roll Does that okay. count? <laughs> On three, you sure. will all, apart from me, because I'm rolling it, was expressive. roll that dice. So one, two, three. Roll, roll that dice. dice. <laughs> Okay, I will. <laughs> You're welcome for the tag phrase. <laughs> Thank All you. Evie's fault. Internet. Uh, uh. <laughs> Damn it, Evie. <laughs> All right, question for everybody. Which player character is most likely to get the Edgelord Award? Wino? Wino. Why is there a question mark? Is that a, yeah. I'd she say murdered her whole party. Between it was and awesome. Sarah. It's edgy so, and fucking cool. I think we know, but especially when the interactions with uh, yes. Navri. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the most it, edgy comments came when they were interacting. Navri, so. Navri was the whetstone that sharpened the edge <laughs> yes. of Winnow. And it was 100%. Perfect. Going right. into the campaign, it was very much like, oh yeah, we're going to be best friends by the end of this. It's all going to happen. And Navri was just the worst. <laughs> And I thought we've all just agreed with so that now. Hard. That is just a fact now. Navri is the genuine worst. Okay. She, she is, though. I mean, I said that episode one. Like, I was. <laughs> like, I, I mean. What is that yeah. meme of the two people sat in the car and one is just all goth emo yeah. and one is oh, all and the other one's and colorful? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the two houses. And that, yeah. I'm sure we said that, like, at the end of the first episode <laughs> in our, like, post show chat, we were like, it's the two houses meme. Yeah. I actually think that was shared in our chat. Yeah. Yeah, I literally sure. I think that is true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. It is. I mean, okay, so, Evie, I will give you a chance to defend yourself from this Edgelord Award if you wish to, although I will remind you that Winnow had my chemical romance playing in the background the whole way through. I. No defense? I. I wear this badge with pride, thank you very much. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you should. Good. When I watched Umbrella Academy and took notes, like that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. What's your character's motivation? I have knives. Okay, good. Let's roll the dice again. <laughs> <laughs> no one said roll that dice. I'm going to have to do it all over again. Guys, it's yeah. really not hard. You said it. You did commit to it. It was like, roll, you said, oh, okay. roll that dice. I'm going to roll the, the dice? dice now. Roll, roll, roll that, that dice. dice. I blame leadership, you know, the managerial style, <laughs> conducive to us all screaming. All I'm not in charge. I don't know why everyone thinks that I am. Okay, cool. <clears throat> Are there any choices you would change in retrospect? This goes to Ali as well. 
Who I'm disappointed that didn't get the Edgelord Award, by the way. Were you disappointed that Ali didn't get the Edgelord Award? Minister Cassell is, a, is an Edgelord bar none. And Minister Cassell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, but like, do they beat out Winnow? Hmm. Not in my estimation. Winnow yeah. had a mask with goth makeup on it, basically. It was a crying visage, and you know it. Yeah, that's not goth at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at these bloody tears. It's a Probably, lyric. So, um, <laughs> it's an evanescent my, song. <laughs> uh, the creature, so the last two creatures, so mm. physical cells, dream version, they, uh, so they didn't have any sort of uh, legendary action. Mm. Probably I would have had one or two legendary action just to make it a little bit more uh fun. legendary actions at fifth level is cruel yeah right so cruel. i don't know yes yeah screw we it. nearly died as it was i was gonna say i don't <laughs> yeah. think you needed to make anything a little more cruel you ran us through like a gauntlet three like, combats and a trap room in a row with no rest that's <laughs> what happened i think that's fair you got that okay look we will have this debate if we want to but you know that you're supposed to get three encounters and two short rests in a day. No, five encounters well, uh, and two All right, are we getting into the XP counters of these encounters? No, 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 no. What's, the, what's the CR for a whole room that no, just no. gets, well, no. starts with, with water and I'm then not talking maybe about gets any lit of that on fire by no DM a member of the party on accident, huh? On. What's the CR for that encounter, Chris? Can you tell me that? Because then that throws off the map. That's Sounds all like meaningless. a pretty high-level challenge to me. That's all pretty meaningless. My point is that short rest encounters, you're expected to have them for nearly every encounter, but long rest abilities you're expected to have once per day. So the Eldritch Claw suddenly becomes a, I can do this once. Like, that's the vibe of the, how the balance tends to go with it, although d is absolutely fucked when it comes to balance. We all know that. Nathan made the point himself, but yes. Um, legendary actions at fifth level, though, because that changes the economy setting. That just ruins the economy setting. That's awful. Yeah. That is mean, thing. Ali. I'm so putting my foot I, down. That's mean spirit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now that's it. So, uh, the reason behind it was because uh, as a player, I acknowledge that we are obsessed with long rest. Mm. And we sometimes forget the urgency of stuff. Mm. So we're just like, we are in an emergency, guys. So um, you, you can, of course, if you want to take a short rest, or a long rest, the DM is no one to stop you, but then it's like, it's up to you. Uh, but also, okay. you cannot take a long rest if you are in a no. room full of trucks. Okay. Okay, here's my thinking. Give it one legendary resistance, because then you use it, and the players will go, fuck, it's a legendary creature. It's got legendary reactions. Fuck, 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 and get really antsy and worried, but it's just one legendary resistance. Just throw uh, a fun system that I've seen, not to digress for too much, is um, a version where instead of just having one monster, you just essentially stack two monsters on top of each other with two different initiatives. Um, it gets a little wonky in terms of action economy. You have to explain away a few things, <laughs> but that's a way where it acts twice. It shares a pool of hit points. Um, you can kind of fiddle with like if it gets stunned, it's like, well, it, it's more slowed and only gets to act once or something, you know, something kind of along those lines. Sure. But like. Sure. That's a fun way to to still keep will, it balanced and not just and, like tack on stuff. Yeah, yeah. And with that particular situation, you could have it as the parasite's turn and then Mr. Castell's turn. But Mr. Castell was on your side. Tricky, very tricky. Mm. Kind of, yeah. Mm. But that's DM nonsense. Go on. What choices would you? Uh, what choices would you change in retrospect? 
I will pick one of you at random. You know I will. I I think I I I I would have I would have liked to have made Lazar a little more assertive in the back half. Um not even assertive, more outspoken, I guess. And and I, you know, hear me out. Hear me. I know I I said the word Lazar being more outspoken. And I'm sure everyone got a shiver up their spine. <laughs> but in terms of interacting with the some of these, you know, kind of like cool lore and set pieces and stuff, um, I think I took too much of a passive, consumptive approach, mm-hmm. um, especially as everyone else's stories and stuff was getting all weaved in. Um, and I would have I, I should have tried to have a little bit more kind of like flip that switch earlier, I think. But happens. Can I stand up for being passive sometimes? You're right with that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and, and I, I enjoy being passive a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, just like even just like one more little thing, you know, of just like yeah. a, a line being like, oh, we do need to take this seriously or <laughs> ah, this or that, you know, something something to kind of show to be to have me as as a player, Nathan, be more engaged, but also show that Lazar is like, no, this is a different Lazar. Mm-hmm. He's like... You know, he's he's pulling on these threads a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Hindsight is twenty twenty, as they say. Not having my not having strength as my dump stat. <laughs> I mean, it was incredibly amusing. <laughs> Who was the strongest in the party? Because that was a weak ass party. Uh, that's these ridiculous. Two. That is these two. <laughs> what did you have? Ten. Tens. We both. Oh, had I also ten. had ten. Yeah. Okay. Wait, Sarah yeah. Winner and Lazar all had ten, and that was it. No, I, the, I remember. Was, I remember spending some amount of one episode <laughs> screaming that the, you all had collectively fucked up by letting the warlock and <laughs> and the and the and the monk and the druid have the highest strength. Sorcerer strength. Sorcerer, Sorcerer not me, warlock. Everything screamed warlock, but no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was Navri's um, strength? V? Eight. Eight. Same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the two stabs actually got a minus one to the damage, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, Josh, did you have a really high con? Like, where, where was the big stat bump? Uh, dex, dexterity. Dexterity oh. and con were both the two highest stats that I had for okay. for Garnot. Con makes sense. Big beefy yeah. stat yeah. De- dex was Dex was more on... The idea for Dex was more that he had smaller weapons so instead of having a long sword had a short sword mm. and using he he was more dexterous in the way that he was he was when i designed him he was originally designed to be more of a um like a he was originally going to be a bard and he mm. was going to be a swords. um college of swords bard and was going to dance with the blades but i decided to change it to a fighter and do the similar sort of try and do that in my descriptions Can sort you- of thing. So that's where the decks can you use dex for attacking if you're a fighter? Uh, yes. With the fin- finesse weapon. Oh, of course, finesse weapon. Yeah. Oh. But I had a short sword. Yes, <laughs> it's all coming together in my head now. Mm-hmm. Also, strength, let's face it, is a very easy dumb stuff for D&D. Yeah. Let's go throw it out there. Just we used to lift things. This campaign, we usually, apparently. <laughs> we, we did, actually, quite a lot, yeah, it turns out. We did. We did. Yeah. Thank God for that levitating spell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, he he drowning. Drowning. the clutch point. Is he drowning? Oh, he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great if uh, if Navri had actually used it at any point that could have saved someone from... Navri but, remembered uh, 
after the fact and then did it anyway, which speaks yeah. to an utter misunderstanding of what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, as far as I can tell, I did everything right. I could also, have helped at the time, so now I will be ineffective. How long did we spend calculating the uh, telekinetic shove push? Like 20 minutes. Extremely long time. It was so long. <laughs> a long time. And then for me to, like, I felt so bad because, like, <laughs> I genuinely forgot that it was a thing that my loot could do. And yeah. then Spells I was just like. Magic weapons yeah. always screws me up. Yeah. So you and forget what's on your sheet. You forget what's on your sheet. You're playing a character who's also got a bit of paper that says all the things you can do. Like, especially with digital character sheets. I, I don't mean this negatively. I love digital character sheets. My God, the complexity it takes out of the game and makes yeah. it more free flow. But it does mean you're scrolling and going, have I done that? Have I done that? Do I know what that is? Do I know what that is? And you suddenly realize there's things on there that you never used because they're mm-hmm. way down the list and you don't think of them. Yep. And, uh, yep. Building, building upon the uh, levitate spell, I also love that uh, we know was like, so eager to use uh, the flag missiles, ah, and it finally so worked. Good, is this a missile? No, <laughs> sorry. So is this a missile? God, no, when sorry. you asked, when you asked, does Mister Cassell count, count as a missile? As a, as a, as a yeah, as an object or whatever it was. As a projectile. I was like, this is D and D is good actually. D and D is a good game actually. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know what? In D and D was restored. <laughs> It is my favorite thing about monks, and I would yeah. be damned if I'd play a monk and not use it. <laughs> uh, I'll roll that dice again, shall I? Roll, roll, roll that, that dice. dice! Thank you so much for feigned interest. Uh, <laughs> God, I could feel, I could feel the the stakes emanating from you, Chris, from across the Atlantic. <laughs> what can I say? I'm a very good vampire. All right. Um, question for everybody. What was the most surprising moment of the entire campaign? And this campaign in particular, a lot of choice. Uh, for me, I know my answer immediately. Mm-hmm. It was the the trippy dream sequences, um, <laughs> where I knew I you know we knew going in it was going to be Eldritchy, right? We knew some of the little bit of the stuff, but when that hyper detailed, super thematic, super symbolic, super colorful description came out not just once but for every one of us mm. um that was that was like oh immediately turned things up to 11 for me that was really cool and surprising it still fit the tone but like expanded the tone um a lot for me where it's like oh this isn't necessarily i didn't i wouldn't actually even call this too much of a horror game for me there was lots of gross stuff and tentacles and all <laughs> that kind of stuff. stuff but for me it was i thought it was way more like horror psychedelic where there's a lot of dreams a lot of visions a lot of talking to god like eldritch gods as if they are normal people mm. um and, and for me it was a lot more a lot trippier and it shifted from like oh, it's this weird creepy carnival circus thing and like there's gonna be tentacles later watch out to like Oh, <laughs> tripping, which was awesome. Cosmic horror, I believe that's the genre. Well, I see. I, I don't think it was even. I don't think it was even that cod. Like it was a little more. Like it, it. We didn't even touch. I felt like on the kind of like cosmic horror of like we are tiny, insignificant specs. Yeah. 
we are, it is just surreal. We are seeing glimpses of strange things outside our comprehension, but we can kind of get it, you know? And like, we're rolling with it and we are being, something cool is being unveiled to us even as it is dangerous. Um, and it's like a notch different than what I was expecting in a very cool, different way. I am a sucker for thinking about these shows as TV shows and in the writing as well. Obviously it's pre-written. Every, every, everyone is scripted, obviously. Um, the fact that the end of the first episode, if you will, is these five complex detailed dream sequences that all have reference and meaning later is just the perfect hook tease to go, what the heck? And then everyone's, and then that's it, you're done. So uh, and then us all standing like on the lakeside afterwards was really cool. The Alone, cool. The, like the circus had gone. That was, that was um, again, immediately super flavorful writing choices by, by you. Um, Ali and just like again immediately told me what kind of story that we're actually doing here which was awesome mm -hmm. different uh, for, opinions Ooh. oh yeah I mean well for me I the, the most surprising moment was Sarah being picked up and used like a projector <laughs> that was a little <laughs> a little surprising I don't yeah, know if anybody so um, saw overhead projector Sarah um, coming I was not on my bingo card <laughs> for this game at all um, but that was I mean it was it was super super cool to have the lonely one like projected down beneath her in this cavern and like talking to us through her like that was just Oh, that was such, such a cool, a cool thing. Yeah. yeah, it was rad. It was I, super, super rad. I will say that everyone on the internet knows now as this like wholesome tanks, but no, there's some dark shit in there. It doesn't <laughs> surprise me at Don't all. Don't spoil my secrets, Chris. <laughs> when, when that goes, I'm playing a little horror child. I went, yeah, it's about time. Like that was genuinely <laughs> my feeling. <laughs> uh, a little bit of building upon uh, what B said. So my biggest surprise was Sira putting on the mask. So I think that was Ooh. edited off, but uh, so when that was about to happen, we sort of paused the game and I was like, guys, this was not supposed to happen like now. <laughs> like, what the hell am I gonna do? So give me, give me, give me a break here. And I was like, okay, we have this and this option. And then we went, we went both. And I was like, fine. And then it was like, here you go. But I honestly, I mean, because probably it was a little bit of, my, not mistake, but I, I miss uh, or um, how to say, Sira when in, everybody wants into the cave, and it's Sira the one that says like, oh, we're looking for Mr. Cassells, and Sira triggers the encounter. Oops. I think I forgot that, in the sense of, if you give this mask to Sira, of course she's gonna put it on, but. Well, I mean, I, I mean actually, it, it was V's idea. <laughs> Was it V's idea or was it Navri's idea? Who yeah. wants to watch the whole world burn? You know? Okay, Navri is a cinnamon roll. Um, she is just a sweet summer child. Who wants um, with, to watch mm, the world burn? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but here, here's, here's the real truth, though. V wanted to know what happened if you put the mask on. So um, Navri definitely channeled a little bit of, of V's uh, fuck around no. and find outness. We um, didn't see it, but definitely Navri in the corner was saying to some of the random monsters, you want to know how I got these scars? Like it was happening. We were there. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, you know. Yeah, secret darkness, it's in all of us. Yeah, I mean, for me, that, that whole sequence was um, amazing. And yeah, like you said, Ali, we had a, a couple of moments 
uh, off screen where we were both like, how's this working? I don't know. I don't know either. Let's <laughs> see what happens. It's almost a shame <laughs> to cut them out. Yeah, it's almost a shame to cut them out. But um, there is a point with all of that where you go, it's so... Um, it's so normal in home games to go, guys, I didn't plan for this. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, that happens all the time, and it's fine, and it's totally a part of D&D, but it, from an editorial perspective, it kind of ruins the narrative. <laughs> yeah. And it takes away that feeling of, like, the DM knows all, which is kind of important, I think, in a, in a televisual medium. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Well, That's what these episodes are for, right? Like, yeah. you believe the DM knows all, and then we peel back the layers, and you're like, aha, <laughs> this is not planned. Uh, and then you get to take double credit for uh, people thinking, oh, Ali had this great plan all along. And then afterwards, you're like, wow, Ali improv mm. that? That's amazing. <laughs> so, like, double kudos to, to Ali. Um, but, yeah, and again, trying to figure out, like, I've not played uh, Warforged, which is what Sarah was originally, and then I read the Spelljammer classes, and I was like, oh, Autonome fits so much better. Mm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so I've not played Mechanical. I was like figuring out that, can I take my face off? I, I don't know how that works. Sure, why not? Um, the bit that actually I'd say surprised me slightly more, because, again, we didn't have an off stage conversation about it was um, Sarah jumping into the lake and then the tentacle <laughs> picking it back up and going no thank you <laughs> the most like there was a certain amount there of going the DM just going nah no. nah not too nice not too nice but it set up as well the fact that the um the 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 bad the other uh, aberrations were in the water but we didn't really dig deeper or pick up on it that those much were just time, fish. Like, so, those are, are with the other two masks. So the masks that you didn't find oh. were those creatures. And of course, when the 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 um the mask or the creatures touched touched you, that was what triggered uh, this sort of uh, tentacle. In the same way as the mask that you put on your face sort of triggered uh, the lonely one. I just thought it was big fish. <laughs> no, it was same. it was the other two. Oh, because I think so. It was Garnet who saw them, and I sort of mentioned that those they look a little bit human, but those are shadow. Then I think that was. I mean, that was like the idea of like Esmel being full of big fish. I don't know why. It's just like there's lots of fish down there. You're you're in, you're among the fish now. That's where you live. You are you're with the fish now. <laughs> I was really busy holding my parasol, so I couldn't really like investigate the water at all. Look. I like that they just ignored Winnow, just making yeah. lengths. Yeah, why Why did they just ignore Winnow? Because big fish don't like changelings, guys. Is that <laughs> they, they looked at Winnow and they were like, that is a person who's already got too much going on. We'll just, <laughs> and they looked at the tiny things. gnome child made of, <laughs> made of metal and went, now that, that looks like someone with no complex backstory at all. Um, <laughs> they saw the arms, like... Twice as long as they should be. It was like, well, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm going to keep my arm envy over here. Yeah. <laughs> Why is Gerard Way swimming across this? It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to roll the dice again, because but that's first, how good music is made. Yes, Gerard Way swimming across lakes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Ali, I'm going to throw out a surprising moment. I just uh, the just said he did not. I mine was literally what Nat said. Uh, the whole tentacles 
pulling that was a cool moment but it, for me it was the realization in the last episode that those were in, those two masks were in the water and using that tunnel network to get to the capital it was like oh yeah, yeah. what huh? <laughs> oh this is this goes bigger <laughs> yeah so Oh, this has so, been set up. Since like a mon- okay. It's like a Monkey Island thing, isn't it? Where you see something in the distance happen, and you're like, oh, that's the thing. And you go later, that was the most important thing. And it's just quietly. <laughs> Actually, yeah. uh, that was, that was the moment where we were all like, oh, with a prologue. Okay. <laughs> the, um, the, the lore of that lake is uh, said that it's unusually deep, and probably people think that a dragon lives underneath, but <laughs> just big fish. <laughs> and weirdos in masks. No, no, the weirdos with masks were all a facade. It was just big fish. I didn't DM this campaign, but I'm putting. My- <laughs> <laughs> Put it on the wiki. Put it on the wiki. Um, <clears throat> I think. Okay, I'm gonna throw in one big surprise, then roll the dice one more time for the final question. Ali, my big surprise was you decided to do a three-dimensional cross-helix battle I, yeah, without a say, map. I'm really glad you described that we it, and I like every every part of my body went. You don't have a map. Like I've done these things with maps because they're weird and fun, but without a map in theater of the mind, okay, oh, he's doing it. And it's just, Every okay. fiber of my being went, this is going to be a disaster. And then you pulled it off. That's extremely impressive. I... Well, we mostly stayed on the square at the base of it, which helped, I imagine. I had it. I sure. drew the map on my iPad because as Ali was explaining it, I was just like, I am not sure that I'm comprehending what's happening right now. So I was legit in that episode. Uh, <laughs> I actually, I, I think I was, oops, I think I was drawing it while we were like, paused to to go over everything um but but it may be that like in the live you can see me like looking down because i'm like trying to to get this figured out because oh, one, one of us needed a map it's conceptually gorgeous but it was that kind of oh that's a complicated one okay uh, i'm glad that uh josh uh used a plot point to pull out that stun because that mm. sort of cut in a, in like probably half of the encounter, and I was like, thank you, because I don't know if it was, I mean, first of all, I think people was already in red numbers, so it's like, yeah. is this yeah, people going to die? Yeah. Or is yeah. this going to go so long that we're going to get lost where everybody is? So I think, um, yeah, Taylor of the Mind might be a little bit tricky for that, but I think it was, it did play well, so oh. it's kudos to everyone, but thank you. That's, okay, this isn't, this isn't surprising but it pissed me off. I'm gonna throw this in here. Yeah. Josh, Garnot should have died. Commit. <laughs> I, I definitely went, that is the best heroic, aww. Like, that was genuinely how I felt. <laughs> I, I, I'm known in the TTRPG community as the person who martyrs themselves a lot. <laughs> so I thought, being Zally gave us these plot points, so I thought, oh, I'll, I'll use it just, just so I don't make Pixie cry again. Josh, think of the movie. You're the only nice one out of these three reprobates, and mm-hmm. you've gotten to know the other two characters, and you love them all. They're great, and you could have thrown Roger back. He would have had... A- May, that was the Oscar oh, yeah. moment, and you went, no, I grab onto the edge. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> so, the question uh, is, though, would I have died because I was in a dreamscape? I don't know. Yeah. Ali, would he have died? It would have happened the same with Mr. Cassell, so you could have been gone, like, unconscious, but 
do you really need like a lower restoration? And I was prepared for that, like items in the other room, but I was like, what's going to happen? And then... Um, so, if, so it, if that had happened and we'd have had to have gone into Garnet's mind and seen him reliving <laughs> his worst nightmare, what would that have been? Ooh, his worst nightmare. Oh, that's actually a very good question because I've not thought about that. Uh, his worst is, is it drop kicking a brain monster off into a weird dream space? <laughs> I'd, I'd say that his his one would be very very tight. So Garnot is an orphan. He doesn't know anything about his parentage or anything so his thing would be his only memory would be stood in the middle of what could essentially be known as the Feywild in flames and are you on his, fire or is his, the Feywild on fire? the Feywild is on fire or the woodland that he stood in is on fire and okay. he's just completely caked in soot and blood and that's why he likes to keep his armour clean and his shield in pristine condition he could have had could have, could have been a thing that we did, but Josh decided to save himself. Just putting that out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, if I'd been the other I would be like, no, Josh, no, it's your choice. You either go or you don't. You can't have it both ways. Um, don't I would give have gone Josh if I didn't any more chances. Yeah, yeah, don't. I like jumping don't, off things. But also, don't I'm a, give I'm him a legit monster. Okay, uh, one last question, and then we will take it from there. I'm going to fluff this dice roll because I want to know. Fluff that dice roll! Fluff that dice roll! Oh my god, it's a natural 20! Oh my god! Where the hell did that come from? What's next for your characters? I I feel like we should wait for the next game. No, I want decisions. Avoiding being used in some kind of ritual to open a gate to the far realms in the capital? Where are you going to go instead? Because the answer of not the capital is great, but like... (laughs) Somewhere with Winnow, somewhere away. Where would Sarah like to go? Uh, Well, we were talking about the the idea of um, trying to find... um, Seraphine and the... um, The... Steel Defender. That's a word. Um... So the one that was like, don't come to me. We'll go find them. Right, good. Um, but also see if we can sort Winnow's curse out on the way. How do we sort Winnow's curse out? Genuine question. I don't know. I know. For the DM. Uh, and what's worse is the curse is not just Winnow. It's everyone with a tattoo from that one person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the amount of guilt... <laughs> But did you have given Winnow? Is the curse just that Winnow cannot use their changeling abilities, though? Because if that cursed everyone with that tattoo, surely there's quite a small proportion that were changelings. No, it just removes a racial ability, so there's a really cold Goliath. (laughs) Yeah, there should be some. A really unlucky halfling being like, why? (laughs) I'm not resistant to fire anymore. (laughs) A fire genasi whose own hair burns him to death. An aracocra that's just like on the ground being like, why? <laughs> why did I not work? A chicken aracocra! Uh, With okay. an eldritch claw tattoo. An eldritch claw tattoo on its beak. On its face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> eldritch beak. Someone make this character. Yeah, I'm writing it down. <laughs> <laughs> As we were talking about it, I was like, this is a Chris character. And it's just like the tattoo is like, a, I heart mom. 
It's like no, not, no. nothing edgy. It's no, just... no, it's no, no. They've all got to be edge lords. Otherwise, what's the point? It's like tribal flames up the beak and onto the face. See, our, our brains work very differently. <laughs> Mine is the how can I make this as stupid as possible? No, no I have, it's a chicken this... who walks around going, hey, and it's just really edgy. Like, <laughs> oh, my God, guys, I think we uh... but it's a chicken. Like it's my um, walk of feathers. Yeah, what's what's the fucking chicken called from um, from Looney Tunes? Oh, um, foghorn leghorn. Yeah. You going foghorn leghorn? No. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. full gigantic draw. chicken. No, it's a full gigantic chicken. It looks like foghorn leghorn. Looks up and goes. So, yeah, like it's just someone who's a barbarian. Oh, I say, now I say, I'm gonna Eldritch claw you. Or <laughs> uh, Josh, you're not allowed to be any other character until. <laughs> and if and if it happens to be the large character that throws my smaller character, amazing that we talked yep. about in the pre-show, great. But <laughs> I think that should just be a rule. We can all join this pact. I love this. Don't peck you to death. Yeah, things are happening. Great. <laughs> I mean, who gets face tattoos? Come on. Uh, who else? Um, I'll go. I'll go only because my 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 decision was was very fun to make. Um, not just that he so Lazar said that he was going to go to the capital, right, and and figure things out. Um, but <laughs> something that I didn't talk about in the session because it didn't feel like the flow was a little off. Or I couldn't figure out how to do it well. Is that is that Ali Ali had my God say stay close to the robot and that's not what lazard decided to do um or like stay close to or it was actually like watch over or think or something was the actual words used mm. um and i had a lot of fun parsing all of that and especially kind of fitting into like lazar's kind of complicated it's actually about how i interpret things it is not about what anyone tells me um and and he felt drawn either personally, cosmically, astrally, whatever, to go to the Capitol and fix things. But he also, and he would never, he would not say this until it was official, but would basically tell Winnow that he trusted her ability to watch over Sarah. Never. And like, that was his interpretation of watch over the robot in his own kind of like weird, chaotic, lawful kind of interpretation of the world. Is that like, cool, I can do what I want to do, but I, but I, I, I will tell you that, that this is important and that I, try, I believe that you can do this. Um, and so that was kind of like the behind the scenes behind his decisions to do what he said he was going to do. You would get a resounding eye roll and sure, buddy. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean exactly. He like he 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 would have done his duty by saying it, um, or at least thinking it and feeling it be like, ah, I have I have assuaged my own conscience. Some of us are going, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, but also if that was really his god, the god would be like, Okay, that's fair. That's no, fair. That's I think on your me. god is a bureaucratic nightmare and spends their entire time going, Lazar, you Read the signs. Like she's like setting don't up let signs. Me, and you don't let me cast fireball. And maybe you know, like that's the wrong take side. Away, Just read take them away properly. That you, you know, there's a very easy way to God. communicate with Just me. Sign and heaven let my going. prayers happen. Easy. <laughs> uh, any more for any more plans for the future? Navri. I mean, Navri doesn't. Navri found a lot of comfort 
having Lazar close to her, which is why the thought of losing him right now was so upsetting for her um, because she, you know, she'd grown to like kind of rely on him. Um, and I think it would be fun, like in, in future games to kind of explore a Navri that like can actually be a little more independent. But at this point, like she hired Garnot, but like doesn't know what she would do without Garnot to like carry all of her shit and just like be there for her. And like, you know, Lazar kind of attached himself to her, but quickly she became like obsessed with like, no, like whatever he says is the way that things are, which is why like the scene in the first episode where he's like, oh, I have to consult the star charts. And I'm just like, I can't do anything until he's done. Um, you know, like that, that was where that scene kind of like came from. Cause she's very much like has bought into like, oh no, I can't do anything without his God saying it's okay. Um, so it would be neat to kind of explore a Navri that doesn't have that sort of reliance. A Navri without her enablers? A moment of growth, yes. It could happen. It could. Would, would it add Navri some humility, you know? <laughs> but Disgusting. Should have stuck with the creepy mask duo. That's all I'm saying. That's why you would have got growth. <laughs> the creepy mask. Yeah, but, but she wasn't ready to let him go yet. That's the thing. That's the thing. If if the creepy mask duo had stuck around, I think there could have been like time for that. But they're like Navri's not at a point where she can let Lazar go yet. Look, Daft Punk got a good like thirty-five year career out of those creepy masks, so you know it's worth considering. Is what I'm saying. You know, true, yeah. true. If I ever want to break out, uh, I will. I will absolutely call these two and just be like, I need a mask. <laughs> <laughs> Because there are phones in this world. Yes, it has <laughs> sending stones. Yeah, we have sending, the sending, sending stones. They work just like phones, right? Yeah, same. same. Yeah, yeah phones only let you say thirty you do. words, or whatever it is. It's the only way you have to hold it in your hand like this, and then you have to. This is how the sending stones work. And then you talk can, into it, and then you shake it. Um, yeah, can and this is this is canon now. Just FYI, so I hope <laughs> you're all ready to do this anytime you use a sending stone from here on out. Put it on the wiki. <laughs> gonna go edit that shit right now <laughs> <laughs> uh, well it's open access it's a wiki <laughs> go on Josh um Garnot's kind of got like three directions he could go in now he could go to the capital with Lazar and Navri to sort to help out with the whole master situation he could go with Winnow and Sarah all sort of follow from a distance and help go with them you creepy (laughs) well he doesn't know whether Winnow likes him or not so we're friends now since like the second episode yeah the only one Winnow doesn't like (laughs) (laughs) and squirrels and squirrel and and the third third option would be to go to Candlekeep to get access to the library in Baldur's Gate because that was in his vision and in the last episode, he sort of clocked on that there's a family tree there that might tell him of his origins. So mm-hmm. that would be that would be something that he would look to do. Although that's probably a lot lower down on his priority list because he's lived his life without knowing where he's come from. So he could probably push that off a little bit if it means saving the world. Or going on a trip with a very young robot girl and this fucker. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, Willow, how are you doing? Uh, okay. <laughs> I need healing. Ow! I feel better now. I need healing. I've stubbed my toe. Ah, it's my face. I imagine it's like deep tissue therapy. <laughs> Large-scale acupuncture. Can we, can we all... Hang on. Ali said it's like deep tissue therapy. Evie started doing biscuits like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's my next character. <laughs> <laughs> what, a tabaxi masseuse. A tabaxi, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Tabaxi masseuse called biscuits like a cat. Oh, fuck. Ah. <laughs> Along with my chicken with a Eldritch yeah. Core tattoo. Yeah. yeah. Perfect it's happening. All right, so let's all just trip. get off the skull now and just make these characters and then get the campaign. I have already Nonsense started because this right is just now. who I am making a hero forge of Foghorn <laughs> Leghorn face tattoo because I got excited. That's just happened already. Amazing. Uh, I'll send it to everybody. Um, cool. Right. <laughs> I say, I say, my face hurts. Um, thank you very much for joining us, everybody. This has been Talk Together. Anyone got anything they want to plug? Plug, 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 plug. plug. I'll do uh, a plug. You do, do a plug. No, no, you do it. No, you go you, first. You, you have an award-winning <laughs> thing to plug. Oh, these two are awesome. I, not, do. I, I do. I do. Um, hey guys, uh, I'm V. You all know me. Um, Josh and I are part of Queensport Games. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Queenscourt RPG. We just came back from the New Jersey Webfest where we won uh, outstanding actual play live stream for our playthrough of His Last Hope, uh, which is Cult Divinity Lost. So if you thought that this was great and like you just want like more horror, like like you're like, this is a good level of horror, but like I could use more. <laughs> you going to um, say more Navri? Not at all. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Navri is not a Navri would get eaten alive in this in this game. Uh, no, no. Uh, Cult Divinity Lost is a terrible, horrible, awful game full of trauma. It's wonderful and it's so much fun to play, and you get wonderful character stuff out of it. Um, but it is it is very for a very specific audience. But uh, the judges at the New Jersey Web Fest loved it and gave us outstanding actual play live stream. Uh, you can find that on our YouTube. Uh, it's YouTube.com/slash Queen Square Games. That's us. Link will be in chat. Plug! Uh, J- J- Josh, I have no idea who you're pointing to. You're just. <laughs> I was pointing to you, yeah. but I keep, every time I go to do it, I always point in the wrong direction. So I got it. Doing that. I thought you were <laughs> cueing someone as opposed to the. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Well, I'm chatting now, so I will. I'll, I'll do a plug. Hi, I'm Nathan. I am most notably the DM of the Reckless Attack podcast. We're a fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast. Uh, we have a great many things, uh, th- excellent things. Uh, I, I try to con- combine the word things and feelings, which is kind of accurate. We have Finglings. many feelings. We have a lot of friendship. Uh, it is a, a show of, of horror and mystery and f- good good oh. triumphing against evil and mostly a lot of frogs. Um, check us out. New episodes every Tuesday. Thank you, Nathan. Plug. Plug, 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 plug. Uh, I'll, I'll hop on, actually. Uh, we're about to... I, I, hello, I'm Nat. I sometimes also appear on the Merely Role Players podcast, which also does TTRPGs, not D&D. So if you want to listen to something else, uh, we, we do that. Mostly we no, use Monster of the Week. do not. <laughs> we mostly do Monster of the Week, which is our Vigil series, but we've just finished the, the latest campaign of that and we're about to go into, uh, actually, by the time this airs, the first episode will be out, uh, a, a shorter sort of uh, d- d- smaller campaign where we play Fiasco, 
uh, playing G- aging rockers. I want to get the band back together one last time. And it's <laughs> I had a emotional breakdown playing it. It was too right. silly. Uh, so listen to that. We did a oh, it was D&D, I think, where we all played um, like members of a rock band who'd all split up and come back together again. And we've really themed it around um, Fleetwood Mac, mm-hmm. except I was Bez, mm-hmm. which who wasn't in Fleetwood Mac, for anyone who's wondering. Although should have been. That's I've now got an image of that and I love it. Um, plugs. Any more plugs? Uh, I'm also part of Queen's Court Games along with V, as V said before. But we also have um, Astral Sea Chronicles, which is our D&D 5e game that we have that will be airing on Mondays soon, two weeks from now, I think, from when this goes live. And we also have on Thursdays coming up soon our Blades or Court of Blades game called Salt and Scandal, where I play uh, and a very Assassin's creed type character. In Court of Blades? You surprised me. Who knew? Who would have thought? Now, uh, he's he's taking a page from Winnow's book, actually. He's playing the edgiest edgelord of Edgerton um, in in our Court of Blades game. I'd I'd played Assassin's Creed Origins recently and decided to base my character entirely on that. Egyptian? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, that's what happened. (laughs) Evie, anything to plug? Um, Yes, I am part of a team that works on Infinite Deer, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast, which is highly edited, highly comedic. It's basically just improv with occasional rules in there sometimes. Um, and we may or may not be working on the second half of season three that was put on hiatus because of the <laughs> pandorama. Um, but that might be coming soon, but we've still got three seasons for you to binge. <laughs> like pandorama. Good. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Ali, any any plugs? Uh, no, I have a boring nine to five, <laughs> and I cannot invite you to come over. But still, be happy. Ali, my you have a very important, very cool job. Do not let anyone knock it. Anywho, that's it from all of us. Um, I'm going to plug us. That's what I'm going to do. Roll together RPG. We're we're swell. We're just the swellest. New shows coming. New shows coming, indeed they are. Well, on, yes. Hang on. On, on Tuesday, t- Tuesday, replacing Divergent Dream, we have uh, one shots for two weeks. So we've got uh, Lost and Found, which is based on the lovely Tavern Tales book, and there'll be more about that on our Twitter. But yes, we're working with them to present their lovely book of Tavern Tales, their adventures all that start in the same tavern. And um, Tom Yancis DM'd, well, Carnage. Good Carnage. <laughs> Fun carnage. You surprised me. I know, right? Chris. Yeah, yeah. It makes yeah. sense with Tom for it some does, reason. It does, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's insanity <laughs> and it's wonderful. Uh, if you, what, what was your character? I can't remember. Um, Felida, who was like a, a cleric of the party. That's right. You were a party yeah. cleric, and yeah. I'm a ranger with an owlbear companion. That was good fun. That's in the book, by the way. That subclass in the book, and fuck yes. Thank you so much for making that subclass. It's amazing. Um, Anyway, um, so that's that's on next week, and then that's on Tuesday, and then the week after on Tuesday, Natalie. More tentacles. Hey! Uh, Sleepers of Silveridge return. They do. They're, they're less sleepy this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what level is it? Eighteen. <laughs> Like, Spoil- right, spoiler alert, you, I do something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, no, I was going to say, tune in to find out if Josh's character ever gets out of the barrel. 
Josh's character who has the highest hit points ever on stream, who just stayed in the barrel. Okay, good. And took, and took no damage in the last one that's already aired. And, and wish saved the whole combat. So <laughs> yeah, I think that anyway. just means that he was playing correctly. Join us for high-level D and D underground tentacly nightmare, um, and because it's level eighteen, that's four hours of intense number crunching. Um, so join <laughs> us for that in two weeks on Tuesday, and then after that, there's a new show on Tuesdays. More about that soon. I'm not going to spoil the surprise. Uh, on Mondays, we currently have Drowning in Blackwater, which is is one I'm DMing, and is the Shepherds returning and. Um, Everyone's got guns now. I don't really know why. Um, just people wanted them, and I, I didn't say no. Um, the uh, the shepherds are investigating more demon attacks, or are they? Um, let's find out more about that next week. Uh, Mondays for the next six weeks. So check that out on Mondays. All D and D Fifth Edition. You're welcome. Uh, all of our shows stream at twitch.tv slash RoldTogetherRPG. There's a YouTube link in chat. It's also youtube.com slash RoldTogetherRPG. Um, you can also find uh, podcast versions of our shows, which are just nicely cut versions of all the streams. Um, also search for Roll Together RPG on your favorite podcasting app because they should be basically everywhere. And if they're not, tell us and we'll fix that. Um, join the Patreon. They're great. And we get money, which we need to make shows. So, you know, all that. Um, also, buy stuff. All of our sponsors and supporters are fantastic. And the more stuff you buy, the more they like us and give us money to make more of these shows. You see how this works? commerce anyway um thank you everyone thank you for being wonderful people and for watching our shows and oh i was about to say we'll see you on the flip side but i'm not cool enough you know what you are cool enough for though chris the usual catchphrase i hate the catchphrase david came up with the catchphrase and then abandoned the show (laughs) that's harsh no david didn't abandon (laughs) the show he came up with the catchphrase and left the show he's still very much a player um fine fine everyone repeat after me do you all know what it is? I don't even know if you all know what it is. I'm good at faking. <laughs> okay. It's stay classy at the table, and on three we all need to say it. I know it's challenging, conceptually as well as just saying it, but let's do our best, shall we? On three. One, two, three. Stay, stay classy at the table. Oh, everyone, everyone else went so much slower than I thought we were going to go. I'll say, I was, I'll say. I was-